lift your hands. The Bible says to lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. God, we, we love you today. God, we thank you for your word. Your, your word shall not return void. Your word is living and powerful. Your word has everything that I need. Your word, your word is everything to me. It's the foundation on which I live. It's the cornerstone on which my life is founded. God, I thank you that when you said Jesus was the word and that he became flesh and dwelt among us, we have a living example in Jesus of what your word is and who you are. God, as we unpack today the message you have for us, speak to us. Let your word come alive in us and we give you the praise, honor, and glory for what you have done, are doing, and what you're going to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. If you believe that this morning, shout out amen. 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 As I've already stated, we have been in a season called Supernatural, and today we'll finish there. This is, or not finish, but continue there. Uh, We've only got a couple more weeks and then we'll be into Thanksgiving. So we have, the, the last two weeks we've talked about joy, about supernatural joy and about the gifts of the spirit and how uh, um, uh, the fruit of the spirit and how these things should be flowing in our life. We have a great podcast channel uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you go. You can go back and listen to our sermons on YouTube, Facebook, and our podcast channels. You know, I encourage you to do that because as you do, it'll build your faith. Romans 10 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. When you hear the word preached, many of you today, just in the short time that I've been up here talking, I've quoted several verses, quoted several scriptures. I'm stirring up, not me, the word of God is stirring up your faith. What does that mean? Well, you came here today. I believe, you know, even if you, if you came here and you're not living for the Lord, you came here believing there is a God. There's some sort of faith in you that, Hey, there, there is a God. And faith can grow. Faith can, can, how does it grow? By hearing the word of God. And we see throughout scripture, Jesus told some people, little faith. Oh, ye of little faith. You have little faith. Then he said, you know, all it takes is a seed uh, or mustard-sized faith. Then he looked at uh, Peter on the water. Why did you doubt? You have little faith. Then he told the centurion soldier, There's no one with greater faith than you. Well, so our faith comes and can grow as we read and study the word of God. So I want to kind of uh, um, continue where we left off talking about joy and happiness. And I want to talk about a topic that, that actually ties into witnessing and sharing Jesus with others and, and being a light to the world in probably a way you might have never thought about it. Maybe you have. Maybe you have, and I hope if you have, I stir it up in you again. But I have been stirred up over the last three weeks. I've never preached on joy. In the last two weeks, I preached great sermons on joy. I enjoyed them. I, I got something out of them. I was, in some cases, preaching to me. You might not know that, but sometimes preachers preach to themselves. And, and joy is something that flows in us. And I said two weeks ago, you know, the devil comes to steal that joy and we don't need to let him steal it. And the last week we talked about how that joy is tied to all of the fruits of the spirit and that we need to allow that to flow in our life. You know, if you're going to witness to somebody, if you're going to be a light to them, if you're going to uh, uh, share the hope of Jesus with them, 
uh, it might help. It might help if you're a happy person. I'm just saying it might help if you're a happy person. And most people don't realize that God actually wants you to live a happy life. God actually wants you to live a happy. God cares about your happiness. God cares about, you know, he, how many of you have children? Just curious. I see a lot of, okay, great. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I have three kids. I have a two and a half year old and a four year old who is going on 14. And then I have a five year old who will be six in December. And we are busy. We are busy. And I can tell you as a parent, I love nothing more. Man, I just, I mean, of course I love Jesus the most. He's my number one in my life. But I'm talking about of the temporal things in life. Man, seeing my kids happy, dude, there's nothing better than that. I mean, I'm talking about seeing joy on the, it can be the littlest thing. Listen, the other day, we're here on Thursday evening, right? Um, my wife got out of school. She brings the kids. We're getting a couple of things done. And, and, you know, we've got leftover candy from Hallelujah Night. Now, I hope every parent does what my wife and I did. I hope that you take your candy tax. If you haven't yet, go home today with whatever's left from your kids and get your candy tax. Listen, those kids didn't pay for the gas to get here to Hallelujah Night. Those kids didn't, I mean, you fed them that day. You might have bought them some stuff from the food trucks. You deserve some of that candy too. Get your candy tax. My wife and I love Reese's. So we took our Reese's. We put them in a Ziploc bag. We like them in the freezer. So the first thing we did, we dumped all the candy out at home. The kids are going crazy Monday night. Like, how are we going to get these kids to bed? They're all wired on sugar, you know? And I look over and my wife has got the Ziploc bag and she's collecting her Reese's. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. I'm serious. I'm serious. She's clutching. I'm like, oh yeah, well, that's good. That's good. And I'm like, you put them. Oh yeah, they're going in the freezer. So she zips it up, puts it in the freezer. So uh, anyways, we've got leftover candy. And so going back to Thursday, my uh, daughter Madison, she's our middle one. She comes to me and she goes, hey, daddy, can I have this Tootsie Roll? And it's one of those big long ones, you know, like not the miniature ones where it's just enough to make you mad, like the good size. Well, I know Madison's already snuck 10 or 12 pieces of candy. She likes candy. And I, I also know, you know what? Uh, it's probably because it was starting to get, you know, six, seven o'clock. Like we were about to go home and eat dinner and all that. She doesn't really need any more candy. And so I've made a habit. I always tell my kids, yes, I tell them yes, but then I might qualify it, but not right now, but not right now. And so that's what I told her. I said, you can have it, but not right now. You've already had a lot of candy. You cannot have it right now, but you can have it later. And I picked it up and I put it on the shelf. I said, I'm going to leave it right here. I'm going to leave it right here so that you can have that candy, but not right now. We'll, we'll have it when we come back, okay? And she was a little sad, and then I said some other things to cheer her up. So she cheers up. Well, this morning, no joke. I've already been here. I've been here. I've gotten, you know, guys and our teams of people come in, and we set up church. And, uh, and then my wife gets here with the kids and Madison comes in waving her Tootsie Roll. She'd gone and gotten it off the shelf. Daddy, daddy, can I have my Tootsie Roll now? I'm serious. I, and like she, I, I had forgotten about it. Any parents ever done this? I had totally forgotten about the Tootsie Roll, but Madison did not. 
And she came and brought that two-year-old. And when I said, yes, baby, you can have it right now. You have that at, at 8 a.m. in the morning or whatever time. Yes. God bless you. You have that Tootsie Roll at 8 a.m. Go for it, girl. And of course, then the other kids are like, you know, oh, well, I want Tootsie Roll. I want candy. You know, I want a lollipop. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't feel bad about having my kids smile and enjoy church at whatever time in the morning. It lit me up to see her come in waving that Tootsie Roll, smiling, have, have, enjoying life. I want them to enjoy this life. I want them to have joy, have fun. And if every time I come to them, I'm telling them, no, 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 no. And, and bad, you know, that's just not, who, who wants to, I want to see them happy. God actually wants to see his children happy. Look at uh, first, uh, uh, second Peter chapter one, second Peter chapter one, verses two and three. Supernatural happiness. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord, as his divine power. Everybody say it's his power. His divine power has given to us. Say that's me. Has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who are called, who, excuse me, who called us by glory and virtue. God gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. God actually wants you to have a blessed life. He wants to give you everything you need for the life you live. Now look at this in in, in coordination with John chapter 10, verse 10, which I quote all the time but we're going to actually put it on the screens. I want you to look at it in your Bibles if you have it. I want us to to take in this scripture. John chapter 10, verse 10. What does it say? The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now, if you've been coming here for a while, you should know this answer. Who is the thief? The The devil. The thief, this scripture is talking about the devil. What did he come to do? He came to steal from your life. He came to kill, kill in your life, kill things in your life, and he came to destroy your life. That's what he came to do. It may be in a pretty package, but it will destroy your life. Can you say amen? amen. Who's the I here? Jesus. This is Jesus actually talking. And Jesus said, I came, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Abundant life. Like God actually wants you to be happy. And when you're in lack, I don't know anyone in lack that, that can genuinely be happy constantly. You might find happiness in one or two. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like how can, how can you, and, 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 and yet it seems to me as a, like, like the Christian world, now I'm not talking about this church, but the Christian world as a whole almost has this badge of honor that if you're sad, it's a good thing. That you've got to be sad, that you've got to be complaining, that you've got to be, you know, oh, you know, I mean, it's just, I just, I just feel so burdened. About what? I, you, know, the, you know what the Bible, let me just give you some scripture. You know what the Bible says? Jesus himself said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. 
And he's actually talking about how it's harder to serve in the, serve the world, to serve the devil. It's harder. that the, the, uh, um, the cost of serving the devil is harder. You'll have a, har- a harder life serving the devil than serving God. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. Find some things to be happy about. You know, there are simple things that you can do in your life to be happy and that God actually wants you to be happy. You know, some of us, I'm going to just tell you the truth. You ready? Some of us just need to change our phone number. Like you act like it's, I mean, what, the things you have control over and every time you get a phone call from such and such or so-and-so or whatever, your, 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 your whole countenance changes. And if we're called to be a witness to others and every time we turn around, we're sad, we're defeated, we're, 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 we're depressed, we're struggling. I, listen to me. Nobody wants to serve a God of a depressed person. I mean, if I'm an unbeliever, put yourself in other people's shoes. If I'm an unbeliever, I don't know much about God. I didn't really grow up in, grow up in a godly home. All I know is what, you know, some people go to church. And this lady that I work with, I know she goes to church, but her life looks miserable. Why would I want to go to church? I'm not saying you don't have bad days, okay? I'm not saying you don't have a bad day. I'm talking about living a life of perpetual. That's not what God wants for us. That's not what God wants for us. Listen to this scripture. Ready? 1 Timothy 6, 17. 1 Timothy 6, 17. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. We'll unpack that in a second. But to trust in the living God who gives us richly, trust in who? The living God who gives us, everybody say it again, point to yourself, say, that's me. He's talking about believers, talking about those that are serving God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. To what? To what? To enjoy. God actually gives us things to enjoy. How many of you enjoy, I'm just going to use something I like. How many of you enjoy a good cup of coffee? I enjoy a good cup of coffee. I don't feel bad about going wherever to get a good cup of coffee. I don't feel bad. Well, did you know that such and such company, they represent this or whatever? Well, you know what? They make really good coffee. And it makes me happy. It puts a smile on my face. I will not mention the, co- the coffee company that I like, but it rhymes with Farbucks. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lot funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> Y'all can laugh at church. You know it's okay, right? Uh, listen, I, do you know how many people, this is a true story. Do you know how many people I've witnessed to at Starbucks? Genuinely, you know how many people, we've had several families, not all of them have stuck, some of them have moved in different things, one of them moved across town, but several families come to the church that I met at Starbucks, Miss Carmen, everybody see Miss Carmen back there? Where did I meet you? In the parking lot, through another family that was coming to the church at the time, and, and, and she was going through some things, and the family said, you know what, she, she's in Starbucks with Miss Carmen, and she looks outside and sees my car pull up. 
True story. Am I lying? I wouldn't lie in church anyways, but a lot of pastors do, so I'm not one of those. I actually tell the truth. I'm telling the truth, right? Okay. So the the other lady brings Miss Carmen out to the parking lot. And in the parking lot, talk to her, pray with her, tell her. It is Saturday night. I was coming to get my my coffee to stay up late and pray pray and prepare for for, uh, Sunday morning, which I don't always do nowadays. But at the time, that's what I did on Saturday nights. And uh, uh, spent time with her. The next Sunday, she came with Chase, her son. And have hardly missed a Sunday since. A few Sundays after that, we're baptized. Two Sundays later, they were baptized right here in this church. I like, that's God. That's God. I'm just, I like coffee. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. You can try to make me feel bad. I don't feel bad. God gave me all things, richly gave me all things to enjoy. That means he, he put coffee on this planet for Pastor JT. I really enjoy it. There are other things like that. I can tell you other places I like to eat, other, pl- other things I like to do. You know, I mean, there are simple things you can do in your life. There are simple things. If you don't like listening to someone else talk, like I'm talking about like at your job or whatever, you know, you can, there's actually a really simple prayer you can pray. Really simple. And while you're doing it, love them. God, move them or move me. Like, bless them. Bless them. Bless them to another job. Promote them to another area. Or move me. Really simple. Be happy. It's making me happy right now to see. I've seen this room kind of light up a little bit. It's lighter in here. I just, I just, I've sensed that there's either things people have been dealing with. There also may be things that, that are coming and I want to prepare you or God wants to prepare you that when you face the challenges that might be coming, number one, know where the challenge comes from, the thief. And when you know the challenge comes from the thief, it allows you to change your perspective and say, I know where this letter from the homeowner's insurance came from. That they sent the wrong guy that had a problem with three little branches scraping against my home to try to, I'm not saying that guy was full of the devil. I'm not saying that. I don't know who it was. I'm just saying that, that the devil will use things like that. And, and, and it only took 45 seconds for God to flip it. But that's because I'm, I'm full of what I'm preaching and I'm trying to get it in you so that when you face the problem and you face an issue and you go through something in life like that, you, you don't have to all of a sudden be depressed for the whole 2023. It doesn't have to ruin more than a few minutes of your day. Do not let the devil ruin your day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to be glad. He made this day. He made the sun. He made the air. I'm going to breathe it. (sighs) Oh, this is a good day. This is a great day. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have some fun today. This is seeping into my home, y'all. I'm just telling you, we've had the most fun the last three weeks. Because if you're not careful, you can even be so busy. You can even be doing the ministry, doing work, working for God, working at your, your job. And then maybe you come up here, you volunteer several days a week. And, and people like to use the term burnt out. And I understand what they mean by that. But it, it's really, if you feel burnt out, it's because you're not attached to the vision 
Like, like if you say, God, I want to enjoy what I'm doing, then enjoy it. Find things, look for the things to enjoy. God, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to get up early every Sunday morning and go help them load in at, at Family Worship Center. I'm going to go help them do it. I'm going to get up, you know, and so if you do that, you set your mind to do that. Then you come and, and, and you come early and something happens and something happens, you know, things happen. You can focus on that or you can focus on why did you originally sign up to do that? Do you see what I'm saying? The devil will change your perspective and put things in front of you. Look at the problem. See, as soon as you started coming, then this happened. Then that happened. Let me flip the perspective for you. Just think about this. What if God put you in a place and God knew the things in your life were coming and put you in a church with a pastor who will preach a word that will help you before you ever face the challenge? Because God knows. God knows. But we, oftentimes we want to look at it the other way. We want to look at it and say, oh, see? As soon as I start, I haven't been to church in three years, and then I come and I get a flat tire. <laughs> and the devil will have you focus so much on the flat tire that the flat tire becomes a problem. Well, I'm just, I'm just not going back. See, this is why you have to understand, God didn't give you the flat tire. The flat tire didn't come from God. Who, who, who causes stealing, killing, killing, and destroying? The devil. And, and just think about it logically. Does he want you here? Well, I mean, I've never fought so bad with my, my spouse until we started going to church in the morning. Now we fight almost every Sunday morning. Well, you know, you can actually like find ways. What are you fighting about and get ahead of it? Like if you want to be happy, listen, listen, do you want to be happy? Look at your life in a way, like think about, okay, well, what if I get up in the morning and every time I get up in the morning, I notice that my spouse is upset about X, Y, or Z. What if I got ahead of it and did those things for them and blessed them and circumvented the fight? Like if you just ask God to help you, well, you know, I just, I, 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 uh, I'm so tired in the morning. Go to bed earlier. If you just listen to the things that people complain about, listen to yourself sometimes and the things you're complaining about, you can easily fix them. Give yourself things to enjoy in the morning when you wake up. Like I said, coffee. If you really enjoy coffee, go buy, save some money in another area and go buy some really nice coffee so you look forward to getting it in the morning. Simple things that'll make you happy. Simple, and God gave, gave us things in our life. You know what else will really help you, really bless you, really make you happy? Do something for other people. Do something for other people. Do something for other people. Because when you do something for other people, it takes your, your uh, mind off of you. It takes your mind off of your problems. And it's nice to give gifts to other people. Just to, and it doesn't have to be much. You could take $5 a week. Go buy. Ch Everybody loves Chick-fil-A. Go get a $5 Chick-fil-A gift card and just give it to somebody. And if you want to, here's a real trick. Keep it in your back pocket. And it's when it's your worst day, when it's your worst day of the week or whatever, and you had something really bad happen, just train yourself. Okay, at this moment, I've had a really bad day. I just got really bad news or my boss is being a jerk again or whatever. You know what? I'm going to take my break right now and go give this $5 to somebody. 
and to take it out of your pocket and say, hey, listen, because it's hard to give a gift with a grumpy face. So automatically you have to change. So you, you flip from the, 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 the boss situation. You go, hey, listen, um, I was thinking about you the other day. And uh, do you like Chick-fil-A? I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard a person ever be like, no, I hate it. They just, you know, I don't know why I picked Chick-fil-A, but it's God's chicken. You know what I mean? I mean, it's. <laughs> Take the Chick-fil-A card and give it to them. And watch them. You did this for me? Oh, thank you. That's awesome. You know, I was just telling my kids, I want to go get one of those, those milkshakes. Maybe we'll go after work. I'll take my kids. You just made their day. And you forgot about what was happening with your boss. $5. Five, five bucks. Think God won't give you five bucks to go bless somebody else? Little things we can do. I want to give you three things that I wrote down and we'll wrap up and we'll do welcome home and enjoy the rest of our Sunday. I want you to put that verse back up there for me, guys. 1 Timothy 6, 17. And we'll look at it in a different translation. It says this. It says, their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. But the first part of this, the first part of this, it says, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. Number one, don't be high-minded. Don't be high-minded. Like, don't be like, I'm, I'm, I've got it all figured out and I know all the answers because that actually produces unhappiness because when you, listen, this will help you because when you realize, oh, I don't have it all figured out and I don't know how to get past the situation and I don't know how to get through this and I don't know the, the solution, that's when sadness comes. That's when sorrow comes. That's when you're like, oh, what do I do now? But when you live your life with, you know what? This is God's life that he blessed me with and I'm going to enjoy every day of it. And when anything comes up, he's already got a solution and it's going to work out just fine. Whether it takes an hour or three months, God's going to work it out. So why would I waste a day that he gave me in sadness? If he gave me this life, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Put a smile on your face. Put a smile on. Be happy. Be, live a life of enjoyment. Enjoy what you do. And don't be so high-minded that you think you've got it all figured out so that when God moves through, you're like, oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you. you see, I would have never thought of that. God, you're so smart. God, you're so smart. Thank you. And if you just live in that kind of life and make a habit. Now, listen. For those of you that, that are new to thinking like this or living like this or living a spirit-led life, we would say, you have to practice it. You have to practice it. Who, who in here is bilingual? Just curious. We've got, okay, several. Oh, it's great. Cool. It, just curious, is it Spanish, right? I'm just curious. If you don't mind answering. Spanish? Huh? What is it? Russian. Russian. It's awesome. Well, Starting next month, Family Worship Center will be translated into Russian. <laughs> Going to, uh, we'll be broadcasting to Russia starting next month. No, I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Somebody else raised their hand over here. You? Spanish? Okay, cool. I'd love to start translating our services into Spanish when we, when we get enough translators. But my point is not to talk about that. When you, whatever your first language was, for you, I don't know, it might have been, your first language might have been Spanish. Um, but, but to learn another language, you actually have to practice 
You, you have to learn it. You have to put it into practice. And I'll use my wife. My wife is, is Hispanic. Her family's from Colombia, South America. Colombia, with an O, two O's. Colombia. Uh, it's interesting now we live in Colombia. Her family's from Colombia, but now we live in Colombia. So <laughs> I'm having a good time today. Are y'all enjoying church today? This is fun. This is great. Listen, so, so um, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, so she, her first language was Spanish. But um, she moved, her, her and her, um, her family moved down to Florida. They were originally from uh, D.C. area, moved to Florida, and got away from all of her Spanish-speaking family. Went to Florida. She grew up there for several years. I don't remember how many years. And uh, was not practicing speaking Spanish. She didn't practice it. She just, you know, went to school. They spoke English. And so sometimes her mom would, you know, do both. But that was it. No, everybody else in her life spoke English. She lost it. Now, she can understand it pretty good. And she knows enough. I mean, she's pretty good. But, I mean, she's not fluent. She, she, doesn't, she, doesn't, she didn't practice it. She didn't practice it. So the same thing applies with our spiritual practices. You know, you can get weak in the area of prayer. If you don't practice it, you can get weak in different areas in your life. If you don't uh, um, study the Bible often and actually not just read it, but study it, you'll get weak in those areas. Same thing with being spirit led. You have to practice it. How do you be spirit led? Well, you listen to your spirit, your spirit. What's that? You are a spirit. You live in a body. You have a soul, a mind, will and emotions. Now I don't have time today. It's 1146 and I got to wrap up. I, I, I can, if you, if this is a new thought to you, I can give you several scriptures to back all this up, but run with me for just a moment so we can finish this up for today. You are a spirit. You live in a soul or sorry, you live in a body. You live in a body. You have a soul. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. If you want to live a spirit led life, you need to learn to not listen to the other two. For instance, if you feel led, well, that's how I would say it, I feel led to go witness to somebody at, say, Starbucks, that's not my normal, into, you know what I mean? Like, like my, my mind or my flesh would not want to do that. I know that's coming from the Spirit. Give, give something to them. Give, give them $100. I, uh, Lord, are you sure? That's your Spirit. Your, 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 your flesh isn't, I mean, some people are just, are, are, are givers like that or whatever. That might be part of their, like, their, their, their mind, their thoughts. But I mean, for the most part, most of us are going to, you know, huh, I don't know, God, I don't know. Did you say $20, Lord? Did you say 20? That's your, you can train yourself to be led by the spirit, your spirit on the inside. Amen. And it'll bless your life. So number one, we're not going to be high minded. All right. Number two, this is, this is going to help you. It's really good. Number two, build your happiness for sorrow will build itself. Think about that. If you just coast through life, sorrow, sadness will build itself. Look at, uh, uh, we already looked at John 10, 10. We know the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but look at first Peter five, eight. What does first Peter five, eight say? Be sober. Be vil, vil, uh, vil, blah, 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 blah. I cannot say it. be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, notice he's not your friend. 
He's your adversary. He is an opponent to you as a believer. He is against what you are doing, what you can't, what, you, what God's called you to do. He's an adversary. He is against you. What is he doing? He goes about walking about, looking about like a what? Roaring lion. Seeking. Notice how God worded this. Notice how this is put into, into God's scripture. Listen. Seeking whom? He may devour. The, the devil doesn't have liberty to, de to devour any of us. As a matter of fact, Jesus gave us authority over the devil. It's clear. At the end of, end of Jesus' life and after his death, burial, and resurrection, he says, I've given you authority to tread over serpents and demons and evil spirits. He said, you have authority over the devil. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that resides in you and I. I don't have to allow the devil to run rampant in my life. And so I'm going to build my happiness. That's why I'm saying I don't feel bad I, I mean, we took time this week. We had a busy week last, last two weeks, really, leading up to Hallelujah Night. We had a busy week. My family, my kids sacrificed. We all, I mean, we was, it was a big sacrifice to get to October 31st. Worth every bit of it. This weekend, we enjoyed life. We took time. I went home, put my phone on my bed, left it there. I'll, I'll look at it. Some of us should do that. I mean, I mean, if every time you get on Instagram and Facebook, you feel depressed, you know, they have this thing on iPhones. I don't know about other phones that are far less superior. I mean, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Samsungs are they're wonderful phones. Um, <laughs> I'm in a chippy mood, y'all. I'm sorry. Listen, uh, but they have this thing called screen time. And, and you can actually set limits on you know, and of course you can get around it, but it's really annoying if every, every five minutes you have to hit the thing again to keep going back to Facebook. And you're, you know, you know what? Maybe I've had enough time on Facebook today. Maybe I've had enough time. You know what else you can do? You know what? I'm going to tell you something that I did personally that has really increased my happiness. I turned off almost like 98% of my notifications. I turned them all off. I went in my phone, went to notifications, delete, delete off. The only ones I left on are ones that are immediate related to, immediately related to work and my wife. She can call me, text me, and it goes straight through. Everybody else, I'm not responding immediately. I'll respond when I get to it. And then if it's work, that's why I tell people to call the church, call the church number. Everybody wants my cell number. You're not getting me. But the, cell, the, the, the church number, like when we're not here, we have it ringed to our cell phones. So you can actually get me during normal office hours. After that, it goes to voicemail. You know, that makes me happy. That makes me happy. Now, now don't get me wrong. Listen, I, I'm, I'm available. You can reach me. I'm not trying to say, like, make myself unreachable. I'm not that kind of pastor. I promise you I'm not. I already said that earlier. My, my point is just to say there's things that I've done because I felt this, this thing. I had to respond to the notifications, and I had to get to it. And I, I'm kind of that kind of person. And it was generating this, like, like and I'm talking years ago. This was, I maybe did this. I think this was before COVID when I did this. It was great. It was awesome. Those first couple of weeks, I'm like, oh, this is what life feels like, man. I don't have to, I don't have to respond to every little thing. I'm not telling y'all to do that, okay? Don't go home and be like, well, pastor, preach today. I guess I got to delete all my notifications. No, I'm not telling you to do that. That's not even in the Bible. What I'm telling you is that the Bible does say I'm supposed to live a happy life. And you are too. 
And there's nothing wrong with it. You don't need to feel some badge of honor because you're depressed all the time. Don't be depressed. Depression is of the devil. Anxiety is of the devil. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, give thanks. Give thanks to God for this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Number three. Oh, I wrote this down. Ready? This is not number three. This is sub point to build your happiness. A happy me is the best me. A happy me is the most productive me. And only a happy me can influence people positively for Christ. Happy me. Nothing wrong with, I'm not going to, I'm going to build happiness in my life and not let the devil build sorrow in my life. And when I start seeing sorrow come, what does James tell us? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. When I see sorrow building up, I'm resisting. I'm kicking. I'm pushing. I'm pushing back. Get out of my house. No, I'm not having that in here. No, you're not doing that. You're not getting in the middle of my marriage. You're not getting in the middle of my job. No, I love what I do. I'm called to do this. You're not getting in my head. You're not getting my, I'm not going to, you know, we're not, when, listen, I, I, I'm a real person. And sometimes I have thoughts that I have to kick out of my head. You know what the Bible says? I'm not going to read point three because I'll preach forever. So y'all have to get it another day. Hey, can I get um, Brother Darrell, if he's in here, to come help me close? Because we got to do welcome home and stuff. Listen, I, the Bible says this. Bill, uh, take every thought captive. And, and that scripture, when you unpack that, when you study out what that means, when Paul said, I, I take every thought captive. Another translation says, I take it into subject, I, I take it into subjectivity. Or in other words, I, like you would take a prisoner and put them in jail. I take the thought and say no. I, I, have, I have a no-no zone. I don't think negative, listen to me. I don't think negative thoughts about my wife. Whenever I start feeling agitated, I'm not saying we don't get mad at each other. We got mad at each other this week. I, I'm, I'm a, you get, can you come? Thank you. I, I'm going to tell you a short version. We started the day in a fight. And it was one of those times it was like as she went out the door. Not a fight. I shouldn't say fight. It was like a, a um, you can bring it look, Thank you. It was like a, a, a tiff. You ever heard that word? It was like a just, it wasn't a fight. I shouldn't say fight. Because y'all go and tell my wife all this stuff. Well, pastor said y'all was fighting the other day. No, listen. We had a little disagreement. But it was right as she went out the door. Now, I know some things that make my wife happy. And I could tell why we had the, the thing. Part of it was my fault, and part of it was another issue that was beyond our control. Fair enough? And so she leaves, and I'm like, well, I don't, I'm, I'm preaching on all this. I'm already preparing for this sermon. I don't want to deal with this. This is Friday, the end of the week. We're supposed to have family night Friday night, get some stuff done around the house on Saturday. I'm not going to start my weekend like this. So you know what I did? I went to Walmart. Got my son where he's supposed to go to school at nine. We left the house at eight, went to Walmart. I already had to get one thing, so I got that. Then I went and got steaks because Pastor JT makes a good steak. I got some stuff to go with the steaks, some stuff I knew she would like. I got the steaks, put them in my cart, 
and, 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 and Walmart wasn't having a sale. I wouldn't normally do that, but I paid the extra few dollars because we were going to have steaks. Amen? Put them in my cart. It went about the day. I knew I was going to go by the school later that day because I was supposed to read to Kaylee's class. Well, Kaylee's class is right next to my wife's class. My wife's a teacher at Bookman Road Elementary. So I get there and I, I, I lean my head in the door and speak to her or whatever. And she's like, hey, you know, she talks to me. And, uh, and uh, oh, I did one other thing. But on my way to the school, I called the nail salon that she likes. Said, hey, I want to make an appointment for my wife tomorrow. Well, what, what's she going to have done? She's going to have a manicure and pedicure and whatever else she wants done. Okay. And I mentioned the time. I said, no, can she come at this time? I said, that sounds great. So I lean my head in the door at the school and she's talking to me. I said, hey, just so you know, we're having steaks tonight. I'm going to cook steaks and I got the stuff to go with it, blah, blah, blah. And I could see already, smile. She lit up. And then I said, hey, tomorrow at 11. And I did it like, so I'm like, I'm like easing out the door, you know what I mean? So I can leave her with it, you know? Like, oh, at tomorrow at 11, I called the nail place, nail place, nail salon. You got an appointment at 11. Now, now I'm happy. She's very happy. She is very, mucho happy. How do you say, how do you say in Spanish? How do you say, mucho, huh? Muy, muy feliz? Muy feliz? Yeah? Muy feliz. Muy feliz. Very happy. Listen, y'all. I mean, it changed the day. I, I, and I mean, I'm not going to go in there and read to Katie's class. I don't want to do that in a, in a bad, on, on a bad day. It was, a ba- it was a bad moment. What could have been a bad day for both of us became a bad moment. Build your happiness. God wants you to actually live a happy life. Amen? Everybody stand up on your feet.